0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Want to go, pretty boy? Two minutes by yourself and you feel shame, you know, and then you get free. better than a glass of beer is tea with Miss McGill. And welcome to the 4th Line Voice Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 290 of the big show. Some enforcer-based podcasting coming at you. Brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. How's it doing out there? Another Sunday. Minor League Mayhem Sunday. How about it? Get out and vote, folks. Yes, the 6th Annual Minor League Mayhem Tournament is underway. Um, of course, I'm recording this Saturday. Um, I just actually put the bracket up in the first 8 fights of Round 1. Uh, I put them up about an hour ago. And uh, voting is coming in quick. So, And it's on Facebook this year, not on Twitter. It's my first attempt at a Facebook uh, um, voting. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, um, today's show... I know I always say I'm not gonna talk for long and then I end up rambling for like an hour and 20 minutes. Um, Today's actually is not gonna be long because I actually have an interview to record here in about uh, two hours, and uh, I'm going to be talking to Ron, a fellow fight fan and a huge fight tape collector, and um, and he was started in the hobby he started in the hobby before I did, and uh, he, we're going to share some old trading stories. I think this episode will probably be more towards the uh, the older folks that remember the uh, the classifieds in the back of the hockey news and uh, the aggressive hockey report and mixing it up and, and uh, newsletters and uh, all that stuff um, so Ron and I plan on, on going down that uh, you know taking that walk down the uh, memory lane and um, uh, well basically we're just gonna talk about the pioneers of the fight tape hobby and and it's um, you know and it you know and I'm sure a few people are like you know who gives a shit and whatever rolling their eyes but all the hockey fights that you, that you see on YouTube, Um, from the seventies, well, from older than 2005 or whatever, um, those were all from fight collectors. And if those guys hadn't, especially the, you know, the sixties, seventies, eighties stuff, if those guys hadn't been around, that stuff's gone. You, you're never going to see half of, you know, like half of Probert's career and stuff like that. And, or Chris Nyland's fights or whatever. And, um, and that was all YouTube was the hockey fight, whatever we want to call it. The hockey fight channels that are on YouTube would not exist without these original guys. And then from them and the original guys, they spawned other people or gave the other people the idea to start taping myself included and you know so you got junior stuff so that's why you see some of the blade stuff that's on my channel well that wouldn't exist if I hadn't recorded it you know I'm not trying to pat myself on the back but I'm just saying that's that's them's the facts uh, because no one else was taping it and it's the same thing you know obviously mine's very minimal with the junior stuff but there are guys that tape the old flyer stuff brewing stuff whatever that that would not be out there if they didn't do it and then trade their tapes in some cases sell but whatever and uh the youtube fight channels wouldn't exist so it's it's uh, you know a, a, we're going to go down that and we're going to talk about all that and uh and i don't know i i think it's going to be i i mean hey it's i it's my show or whatever i'm going to find it interesting anyway but i i hope uh you guys will tune in and check that out but uh, i think that'll be wednesday's episode um yeah wednesday or next sunday but probably wednesday so um, uh, but I'll let you know, keep you posted. Um, anyway, um, what are we going to talk about today? So, oh, like I said, so to kind of keep it brief, um, yeah, cause I think I got a lot of talking in my future here this afternoon and, uh, but I still want to bring you guys something for, t- uh, for today. Um, I keep saying, want to say tomorrow because it's Saturday, but you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, um, we're now, now I've have all this stuff spread out. Where are my notes here? Um. Yeah, today, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to do my week on the internet, but I'm going to save that till the end. Oh, drama and podcast land. Well, not in podcast land, actually in fantasy fight tournament land. Um, I'll get to that at the end. I, I, you know, eh, I'll see. I, whatever. We'll, we'll discuss it later. Um, uh, we got players crying on Instagram, um, Old Paul Bissonette went off on Gary Bettman and the referees on spit and chiglets. I'll share that little bit, uh, that little bit of it, the audio. Um, I got, Oh, where are they? Yeah. I'm going to open some hockey cards. That's, like I always say, I always like opening the hockey cards in an audio only format. You guys love it. <laughs> um, and, um, a really interesting, uh, kind of topic that's taken place in one of the fight groups, um, uh, it, it somebody had posted something about Probert and his fifty losses or something like that, and then of course a whole bunch of Bobby never lost that many three tops or you know like some ridiculous thing. So anyway, um, Rob, this uh member uh basically went and put a whole bunch of video clips up. He he went to the old Drop Your glove site, found it on the way back machine, went to Probert's fight card, and back then you could vote on the fights. So basically, he just posted the vote the the fights that people voted that he lost on that happened to be on YouTube. So, and he put them up and there, I don't know, there was a, I don't know how many there were, probably 45 or 50, well, 50 of them, I guess. And, um, I reviewed them and, uh, we'll get into all that. How many losses did Probert have? We'll see. But it created quite the controversy on the site. So we'll talk about that. It was an interesting kind of, um, and he put a lot of effort, put a lot of work into it and, um, yeah, but we'll talk about that. Anyway, what should we talk about first? Wow, well, I mean, I guess first got to throw out that I'm a, Well, you guys already know that I'm a member of the Hockey Podcast Network. Did you know there's over 50 shows in the network? I bet you you do. Um, there's a pod... Every NHL team, there is a podcast. So whatever team you're a fan of, check it out. There's a podcast for you. Terry Ryan is also on the network. And uh, I'm trying to think who his latest guest was. Leah Hextall. Yeah, that, that a little heat there. But... Uh, but he has, he has, uh, Langdon. He, oh, it's Terry Ryan. He's got great guests. Um, and then also for my off network friends, of course, we got Jolt and Joe Lazito traveling mad down to Orlando, picking up some sun, you know, drinking some Mai Tais, hanging out. And then he also went to the Solar Bears. Um, of course, the, the, uh, general manager and coach there, uh, Matt Karkner brought Joe down to talk to the guys, which is really cool. Um, but yes, Joe has the Nordiques Knuckles podcast, and he's got part two of Ivan Matulic's interview out right now. So check that out. Check out Joe's back catalog. He does a tremendous job. Um, it was funny. I think it was the last episode of the episode before when I was talking about Joe's podcast. Something in this room caught my eye, and for whatever reason, I just splurted out, I need to talk to Joe about something and get him on the show. And then so Joe was listening to the episode a day or two later and he texts me, he goes, yeah, what did you need to talk to me about? I completely forgot. I, to this day, I have not remembered what it was that I wanted to talk to him about. I think it had something to do with the tough guy magazines, but I can't remember. Yeah. So there you go. Getting old folks. I'm, I'm, as I'm talking, I'm like looking around the room right now and like trying to find like something that'll spark what I thought I needed to talk to Joe about. Uh, I don't know what just flashed through my head. It's, it's interesting. Sometimes like, I just basically put on headphones and uh, sit in the chair here. And I basically just sort of spin back and forth while I'm talking to you guys. And uh, with the lights off, kind of just staring out the my basement window here, kind of looking at the neighbor's fence and their window here. And, yeah, I'm doing it actually right now. I got my hands behind my head, and I'm just sort of turning. And, uh, yeah, I cannot. I don't know. So, as I'm, because it's like I have like bullet points of what I want to talk about, but I don't have anything written out. Well, people, long term listeners, like, yeah, no shit. (laughs) Um, So, I'm just sort of, as it comes to my head, I'm basically um, talking about it. Um, Yeah, so, um, yeah, you know, you know, that's why I say so many of those uh, uh, phrases. Um, But anyway. Sorry, Joe. I I don't know, but I'm going to have Joe back on the show just because I like having Joe back on the show. We'll talk about a few things, but um, as I mentioned at the at the start. Um, Minor league mayhem six is taking place. It is my voting tournament where 64 of the minor league's toughest guys in a March Madness style bracket and we vote it down until one remains. Last year's winner was Steve McIntyre. So he is not participating in this one. I always sit a guy, whoever the winner is, I sit him out for a year. Uh, you know, just let someone else win. And, um, but always fun to vote. And I've always done these tournaments on Twitter and I just think Twitter is just. Maybe if it was in a like the Probert tournament in the summer maybe that would do better on Twitter, I think maybe because it's NHL and eh, okay. But I think with the minor league stuff, I think it will, it's going to do better uh on Facebook just cuz there's so many ex-players on Facebook and I think there's a lot more and I've mentioned it in the fight groups and stuff, so I mean obviously that's a target a target rich environment as they would say. And um so I think the voting will be well, I'll put it this way. I guess maybe it might not be more, but I think it'll be more knowledgeable in some cases. So, eh, you know what I'm saying, though? I mean, it's one thing with the ex-players. Obviously, they know, but, you know, fight fans, eh, I'm, I'm sort of split on that. But, I mean, it's terms of knowledge, but uh but you know what I'm saying. So, I think... um yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm just going to see how it plays out on Facebook this year. And, uh, you know, if the turnout sucks and it's not really happening, then I'll, uh, I'll go back to Twitter. But I, I just think Twitter's just a dying. Well, I don't want to say Twitter's dying because that sounds ridiculous. I'm, I'm saying in terms of how for me, uh, and like kind of the hockey fight niche thing, uh, I, I just, cause you, you put stuff up and it, you just don't get the, you just don't get the responses and the replies anymore. I guess maybe that's me. I could, I could be putting lame shit up too. Um, I don't think I'm doing anything different than I've ever than I've ever done on Twitter though, and um, it just you know just don't get the response. And I think um, like I I'm sure if I was putting up like new fights from this year and like talking about Reeves and Luchich and whatever, um, you know, obviously that would bring up more of the hockey Twitter community because young it's the new generation, right? Um, they don't give a shit about Archie Henderson and. You know, and Val James and stuff like that, unfortunately. Well, I mean, they don't know who they are. So it's not like they're shunning them, but they just don't know who they are. So you're not going to get the engagements, Um, you know. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, at any rate, we'll try it on Facebook. So fourth line Voice on Facebook. uh, I don't know if you – I'm assuming most people listening probably have Facebook pages. Even if you don't post anymore or you haven't gone on Facebook forever, blow the dust off, get the password out, log into your Facebook thing and just go to fourth line voice. It's an open page. You don't have to be a friend or follow or whatever. I don't think to vote. I wouldn't think so. It's an open form. Um, and, uh, and just vote. They don't have voting polls on Facebook. That's the only thing that bugs me. I couldn't find a voting poll. That's what I liked about Twitter. Cause you could put the pictures and then the voting poll, blah, blah, blah. Um, you can't do that on, on Facebook. So basically it's like, I have a picture of the two guys and and then you have to use emojis so it's like thumbs up for the for the one guy and then the angry face for the other guy and we'll just add them up at the end so because they keep the running total at the bottom right so i mean that you know i mean that's as good as any i guess i mean whatever it's kind of a goofy kind of voting deal but i mean you can still vote right so um but yeah blow off the dust to your facebook profile and uh and and, uh fourth line voice on facebook and uh and jump in and and vote um like i said it's eight fights per round for the first round anyway and then uh and each voting each group goes for 24 hours so um yeah i'm really looking forward i'm really looking forward to seeing the results and i'm always fun and they're always fun and like i said um not only vote, but maybe throw out some comments and just why you voted that way, or if you have a story of some certain guy, like, oh, I remember when Mitch Frith played Norfolk and blah, 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 you know, because that's what it's all about, is to create conversation about these guys and um, share stories and stuff like that, and yeah, and it's just a fun little fantasy thing that, um, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think we, we need to name call or get all serious about or swear about, but um you know, I, I think just to create conversation and, and to uh recognize those guys is what it's all about. So please get out and vote. I encourage you to please Um The next thing I want to talk well wow. Yeah, um so Mike Hoffman and AJ Greer kinda of the for the Montreal and Boston kinda of got into it the other night and Greer ended up cross checking Hoffman uh in the chin and uh it pretty nasty cut but um he came back and played and everything, but he got Greer got kicked out, and got suspended for one game. Okay. Um. Huh. So Mike Hoffman goes on his Instagram in his house. First of all, he's wearing a toque. Why are you wearing a toque inside? You look ridiculous. Take your toque off. But he's sitting there and he's you know he's and he does this video crying about player safety and what a joke it is, and how he could only got one. I got two games when I cross-checked a guy in the helmet. This guy cross-checks me in the face and only gets one. Oh, you know, and it's just kind of like, uh, okay, like, I mean, I'm not, okay, if you think you should get more and whatever, I'm not saying that, but just like, really, we got guys on Instagram, going on Instagram, crying about, you know, I mean, I've heard some shit about Mike Hoffman. Of course, he's one of Carlson's white and his, Girlfriend and all that going after Carlson and his wife or whatever I mean he sounds like a goof anyway, but it's just like what do you what first of all, I'm not whatever you don't cross shit someone in the face, but go to the video they're kind of whacking at each other on the face off then Hoffman slashes greer in that in that gloves and then so Greer starts coming towards them because they're both on the wing there and then. Hoffman lifts his stick up in a cross-checking motion. He doesn't like cross-check at Greer, but he lifts his stick up. Well, when you're getting close to a guy and he lifts his stick up, what do you think he's going to do? Probably cross-check you. So Greer cross-checked him, and he hit him in the below the jaw. And I think by Greer's reaction, you could see it's like, well, I didn't mean to hit you in the like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think he meant to cross-check him right in the face. It was just sort of like, well, you brought your stick up first, so I'm going to bring mine up, and whatever, I guess. For lack of a better term, he beat you to the punch. Now, I'm not trying to condone what Greer did. I mean, you you know, it's, you know, cross-check people in the face. I mean, whatever. At the same time, it's, you know, tensions are up and you're whacking and hacking each other. And you bring your stick up. I can, I will say this. This is my little hot take on the situation. If Hoffman doesn't bring his stick up like that, he doesn't get cross-checked in the face. I don't think Greer is just going to do that. He's not going to just, yeah, here, whack. Because, you know, he's he's never had a history of it. He's never been suspended for it, whatever. So I don't think it's intentional. Now, again, should he have been suspended? Yeah, I can see it. But, I mean, of course, oh, they give him the season. Oh, okay. Well, the guy didn't miss it. You know, the guy came back and played in the game. So let's settle down. You know. A couple games, whatever, one game, well, whatever. One game, two games, what are we doing? And then Hoffman, well, second of all, Hoffman, you fucking wound up and cross-checked Couture right in the back of the head with your stick. So, uh, and he didn't even seek nothing coming. And he wasn't even involved. It wasn't like you guys were involved in anything or whatever. You just came up from behind him and drilled him in the back of the head. So you got two games. You should have probably got more than that. But, you know, hey... I'm sure I'm sure you didn't go on Instagram with your toucan in your living room and make a video about that though Did you yeah, probably not so I don't know this whole I think that's probably what bugged me more is just to go on social media and cry about it like some little fucking fanboy bitch It's like fuck really dude like just take your shit and punishment sit down like Whatever If if you're so pissed about it fight him next game. I mean whatever. It's just kind of So fucking lame Anyway, uh, the next little piece, um, of course, I talked about it in the last episode with the whole Jordan Bennington flurry thing. Like, just let him fight. Although, I think Bennington didn't really want to fight, you know, selling wolf tickets, as they say. it's what he was doing. But, I think that's what he does his whole career, is sell wolf tickets. But, oh, hold me back. Why I oughta. Yeah, you're lucky. Yeah, you know, he's that guy, right? Um, Anyway... Fleury went down there and was, like, yelling at the... Because he was mic'd up, too. He was like, let him go, let him go. And the refs are all breaking it up and whatever. You know, um... Well... Anyway, old Paul Bissonette went on spitting chiglets. And... um, Really blasted Bettman and the refs and shit. So... Um... I know this is. I'm playing someone else's podcast, and I mean it's Spit and Chicklets, the biggest podcast in the world. That I'm pretty sure no one from their group is listening to my show, or uh, or really cares. Uh, so I'm just gonna. I just want to because I know not everyone out there listens to Spit and Ch- Mostly everybody does, but there might be a few people listening to the show that didn't hear what Biz said. So I'll I'll play it for you now, and uh, we'll we'll talk about it here. So hold on here. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll cue it up. So forgive me, spit and chiglet, for using a bit of your audio. I hope you don't uh, come after me or anything. I, I didn't record your whole show. I'm just going to use this to, as an example. If you're a fucking NHL linesman and you're listening to this right now, stop stopping fights. Never in be your control. Uh, there's no off. explanation if, for if, it. If Kim Jong Bettman's telling them to not allow them to fight on behalf of me, tell them the fuck off. Hey, Biz, told me you can go. Yeah. That is what's selling the game. That is what separates our game from the other major sports. And if you take that away, just like they're doing in the queue, and we're going to get that later, it's fucking stupid. Allow it. You saw everybody on their feet. You saw everybody online and any casual hockey fan all of a sudden paying attention to that fucking hockey game. So what do they do? They don't let them fight. So there we go. That's uh, Paul Bissonette's take on it. Well done, Biz. I completely agree. Um, the one thing I, I find, I, have, I I don't listen to spit and shit, ch- not that I have anything against spit and chicklets, I just, I don't really listen to hockey podcasts, um, other than a few of my friends' shows, but, well, one now, um, you know, uh, cause it's just, I, I deal with this all the time, so I don't, I don't care to listen to it, um, but, uh, I might have to go back and listen to that cause I wanna hear what they talk about with the Q, um, I always laugh with when people keep, I've said in the, seen in the comment section and everything about, oh, well, they're banning fighting in the queue and woke and blah, 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 and all this. They banned, they did that shit like three years ago. Like you guys are just cluing in now. Now they're just making it game misconduct. It was already down to three fights, just like the Ontario League. I don't know why all of a sudden everyone's acting like this is like new shit, you know? So, whatever. But anyway, not that I expect biz and these guys to like pay attention to you know, junior hockey or whatever. I mean, they deal in the NHL and stuff like that. Or in some minor league stuff. But you know what I'm saying. So I get it. But it's just like... I just see all these people that... All these fight fans that just live in this, like, NHL bubble. That all of a sudden it's like... The Q, the Q's batting fights? Blah, blah, blah. Like, well, where have you been for the last how many years? Like, tell me you pay paid, you paid no attention to hockey outside the NHL... Without saying you don't pay any attention to hockey outside the NHL. I mean... Um, see, this is why you should be listening to the fourth line voice. I've been talking about this shit since the day they started putting in the fight rules. You know, no one listens to old Darren over here. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, I, I completely agree with Biz, and, um, you know, uh, we're pretty stiff on Batman there too. Um, but yeah, I I'll, I'll I'll say one thing for 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 Biz and that and those guys from what I've seen in their comments and stuff like that. I mean, and Ryan Whitney and stuff, they don't hold back. I mean, you know, they uh I mean, maybe long term listeners of the Spit and Chicklets will say they do. I don't maybe they do or don't, but I mean, I've seen a bunch of their Spit and Chicklets clips and it's like, you know, they they say the shit that they want to say. So, I mean, I'll always give them that. So, but yeah, in this case, yeah, I couldn't agree with Biz more obviously and uh yeah, and, I, and I've said this for a while now, with the, with not just with that fight, but, I mean, just their breaking up of fights in general, or if there's a scrum, like I've always said, they jump in there like they're breaking up eight-year-olds in the playground, like they're teachers or something. It's like, let them go. Like, if it's, no, if it's one guy that doesn't want him, he's catching shots and he's, tur- okay, well, obviously. But if these are grown adults, two guys are saying, let's go, yeah, let's go, let's go, like, move then. Just get out of the way. Like, I mean... Why does everyone have to be Kevin Collins all of a sudden? It's like, just let him fight. Because, like I said, the other, like I've said this a bunch of times on this show, when they break shit up and you have these fans booing, explain. Someone explain to me how good, how that's good for the product. You're, you're Joe Blow sitting on the couch at home. You can hear them all booing. You're probably booing on your couch, but you can hear them all booing your product. If you're at the rink, you have eighteen thousand people booing paying customers are booing what they're watching who sits there and, oh no it's all fine it's good no it's good yeah oh they'll get over it you know what no oh i'm sure oh the 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 friggin uh camp you know ken campbells and and uh, james myrtles and the uh, stew cowans of the world Sitting up in the press box, oh, yeah, no, they don't need that foolishness. No one, no, no one comes here to see that. I love when they write that. No one wants fighting. Oh, sure, like talk about be more obtuse, you know. Yeah, you're sitting in a press box of 18,000 people around you are booing because they broke up the fight, and you're sitting there writing it down. Yeah, no one, no one wants to see that. Like, okay, talk about pushing an agenda, uh, you know, anyway, that always kind of cracks me up. Yeah, they're not impressing anybody. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what like you watch these fight tapes. Never was so you have a couple of the announcements. of uh, what's his name Sam Rosen there in New York crying about fighting, while well, no one really needs to see this. Meanwhile, they show people banging on the glass as the fights getting broken up. Yeah, okay, Sam. Yeah, I, isn't that isn't that putts in the Hall of Fame? Isn't Sam Rosen in the Hockey Hall of Fame? How's he in and Cherry's not? Expl- Someone explain that one to me. Um, anyway. And now, here's a word from our sponsor. The biggest tournament in college basketball is underway, and the action is just getting started on DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Plus, combine multiple bets for a shot at even bigger payouts. DraftKings will feature parlays and odd boosts all tournament long. So be sure to check out the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day and see what we have in store. Yeah, guys, upsets galore. What a tournament it's been so far. Some great final uh, Sweet 16 matchups. Gonzaga, UCLA, or Alabama and Houston going to keep rolling. We'll see. Can Florida, Atlanta keep the Cinderella story going a little longer? I love this time of year. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code THPN. Right now, new customers can bet $5 on any pregame Moneyline bet and get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Only at the DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And now back to your regularly scheduled program. Enough of that. Let's move on. We're keeping it moving here, quick here, folks. Like I said, we're gonna we're gonna open up some hockey cards here. I was at the Dollarama. <clears throat> Thankfully, the Dollarama, the, in their I, I think in their newer packages, they've gone away from the bloody upper deck Swedish packs that they were giving away. If anybody needs any packs of Upper Deck Swedish hockey cards, I got about a dozen here. Um, But yeah, we're back to ninety-one, ninety-two Upper Deck. How's that? <clears throat> right in the wheelhouse. The early nineties junk here. I love it. Who are we going to get here, folks? <clears throat> Jason Daw, top prospects. The, I, this one's awesome because he's got like the hat on the ba- basically on the back of his head. Sean Van Allen. Oh, there you go. Former Blade. Rod the Bod Brindamore. There you go. Thomas Sandstrom, Canada Cup. I think he's still got a I think he's still got the Dave Brown coho cur- tattoo. Steve Larmer, underrated star. Yeah, you go look at his stats. Points 84, 89, 87, 90, 101 with the Blackhawks. There you go. That's that's production right there. How's that no? 80 game, 44 goals, 47 assists, 79 minutes and penalties, plus 37. Solid, solid. Glenn Anderson, another solid player. I was never an Anderson guy, but had a hell of a career, though. Oh, there we go. Wendell Clark, folks. Beauty. That's going over here in that pile. Oh, classic. Andre Red Light Rassico. Brett Hall. Yeah, Brett Hall was definitely the man in the in the early in the early 90s, definitely. Yeah. 9091, 78 games, 86 goals, 45 assists, 131 points plus 23. Yeah. Very much like uh like kind of the pre-Ovechkin, right? Like he he'd line up over on the side there and on the power play and just as soon as the puck came to him, boom, slap shot. And Randy Valichek, There you go. Kevin Stevens. Tell you another that ninety ninety one season man eighty games forty goals forty six assists one hundred and thirty three minutes of penalties. I know that I think it was the year after this he had uh, fifty goals and two hundred minutes. Although the two hundred minutes thing, I think he had like one fight. It's like you have two hundred and some minutes and you you were in one fight. That's a lot of bad penalties. But big dude six three two seventeen. Sounds like he's uh, actually he's really come around. Uh, I know he had addiction problems and stuff, but I think he's uh, he's battled back from those and uh, sounds like he's doing better. So that's good to hear. But yeah, what a player! Solid run there in the in the uh, uh, early nineties. Oh, and the final card in the pack: Knuckles and Island. There we go. Nylon and Clark. That's all right. Yeah, Nylon's with the Bruins. He always looks weird in a Bruins uniform. 90 91 with the Bruins 41 games he had six goals nine assists 277 minutes of penalties. and a plus four there you go out a boy Chris actually Nylon was a decent player a lot better player than uh, people give him credit for so those will go in the cement pile there we go wasn't that exciting you're I mentioned you were on the edge of your seat for the for that uh for that little piece of business um now let's get into this the, the the fired part here of the of the thing the Bob Probert how many losses did Bob have? Well, let's let's have a look here. I'm going to go look up the the exact thread here and we'll we'll talk about it. Okay, I just went back and, and double checked to make sure I I had the the right posting and everything. Um, yeah, what Rob has done here in the in the hockey fights and brawls page is basically he found the old on the Wayback Machine. You can dig up some of the old Drop Your Gloves uh, website, the fight cards. And back then, people would vote on the fights. And uh, one of the things you could look up was like the best or different winning percentages of the guys win, lose, and draw, blah, blah, blah. And um, uh, Probert's on here. And basically, they have his record at uh, 150, 150 wins, 50 losses, and 66 draws, 65%. Um, and, and it's been interesting uh, just going through it, uh, the different percentages. Cooser was 140 wins, 21 losses, 63 draws. Uh Dave Brown 112 wins, 17 losses, 34 draws. Uh Brashear, 155 wins, 39 losses, 49 draws. Stuff like that. Um so um I uh, so anyway, Rob had posted this, and of course, right away, Probert lost 24 times, this list is garbage, no chance that's close to being accurate. And then of course, these guys, Probert never lost 50 fights. Of course, which is like, well, how many did he lose then? Well, then of course, they never reply. So, but it led to a lot of people debating it. So, what Rob did, is he went and basically, uh, for those of you who think Probert was untouched, well, here are the links to 45 plus times he was on the losing end. Even the king gets beat once in a while. Um, And so he put up all these YouTube clips. Um, So as a trusted journalist, uh, I went through them and and watched them all this morning. Really early this morning, actually, at about 6.45 in the morning, I was down here uh, going through these. Um, And it was interesting. Uh, Now, somebody brought up, and I I believe... uh, um it was uh it was steve and and i and i will say i i completely um uh, I agree with with what steve is saying here um but I, I but i think the kind of the his issue with rob i think is kind of unjust or unfounded i think he i don't know if he read the whole thread or not but again this isn't rob rob's opinion on these um it's just he went by what the losses were and and then posted the links so, I didn't agree with Steve with this part of it, but and that part in his statement here, but the rest of it, completely. Um is what he put. Uh, to be honest, I'm surprised he didn't have more. Probert was a straight-up fighter who fought open warfare in his fights. The guy gave us everything we ever wanted in a fighter. Lately, it seems there's this revisionist attempt to knock him down a peg. Like, we all didn't see him fight some of the biggest fights of the era against the biggest names in the business. The same guy. Kids dreamed of fighting and spoke of in reverent name. It tones on the grandest of the stage, no less. For everyone that pumps Probert as the goat or untouchable, there is another bashing him as a cokehead or, or will mutter Probert wouldn't have won all those fights if his jersey stayed on. They all have their warts. Let's do some revisionist threads on Brown, the guy who jumped people, wore an illegal jersey. or uh, Ben Wilson and his real estate dealings. Coaster had power, but was usually reserved for lower tier fighters. How about we discuss those? Um... I I get what what Steve is saying there, and he's right. Um, There is, this seems to be, and I've talked about it on here, there seems to be this, lately, this, yeah, Probert wasn't that great. And and, and I don't know if these guys are just, and I mean, I'm sure some of them are just trolling to try to get, you know, uh, a response or, you know, to get um, whatever, you know, attention. Um, some guys might mean it. I mean, it wasn't like that was never said back in the day because you always had your camp of the Dave Brown guys. But then, of course, then other people they gotta sh- they shit on Brown, and it's like, you know, it is what it is. Everyone has their opinions, but I and I think, but lately there's been a real. I think what it is is that and I've commented on here. The Probert fanboys are like so are like are too much. So in order for that, I think some people come up with these. Bullshit, you know. Oh, Probert wasn't that great because, and then they list this, this, and this, and and to combat the all oh, the Bobby is the best, and it's not close. You know that those idiots. So, I mean, believe me, there are both there's idiots on both sides of the aisle. Um, but it, but in terms of the fights that he went down, like of the forty five and some that he listed, um. You know, as somebody pointed out, they're like, "Well, I started looking at these, and not a lot of these were lot like they're too. They're really close. They probably should be draws and not losses." And I agree because when I went through them, most of my calls were they were draws as well. But at the same time, as it was brought up, yeah, but you know, there's probably a lot of wins that he was given that if you went back and looked, those are probably draws too. So, and like I said, everyone. I mean, this is all, I, I get this is all bullshit, folks. I get it. Believe me. Uh, we're just fight fans talking here, right? This is what this podcast is about, to have these little discussions. Or, you know, the, the corner of the Tim Hortons discussion on who was better. That's what this show is about. And uh, and it's not in a mean-spirited way or, or this guy sucks and this guy rules and fuck all of you or anything. It's, no, that's not what this show is about. It's just to talk about things and... It's a, it's a lighthearted look at hockey fighting and just debating, you know, the hobby and everything that we, you know, as fans. Right. Um, but I, I don't think we should, this isn't gospel or we're being real serious here. At least I'm not viewing it as such, but I know some people do, but I think overall, you know, I think we can understand that we understand the place that this discussion and podcast has in the world. Believe me, it's not really high, but it's just a fun little escape. So let's remember that while we're doing this. Um, but it was uh, I don't know, and I, like I've always said, I mean you can put up a fight video and you get ten different answers from people. People see what they want to see, whether they're Probert fans or Probert haters, Detroit fans, Detroit haters, Chicago fans, blah 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 blah. You know, it's um, it, it's uh, you know that that uh, really taints people's opinions. Um, you know, and I and I, I think a lot of those people you can't kind of really take seriously. Um, cause they can't, they can't remove their fandom from what their opinion is. Um, I'd like to think I can. Um, I mean, Probert is one of my favorite guys, but I have no problem saying he lost a fight. I don't care that he lost a fight. It doesn't matter to me. Um, if somebody wants to say Dave Brown's the best of all time or Ben Wilson, I don't yell and scream at him. I, I can see it. I can see why they would say that. I still, I have Probert as a 1A type thing and, and, and Brown as a 1B, um, I have Rock and Brashear and Bugard and all them in that discussion too. And I brought that up a couple of times and I did my own top 10 on an episode way back. And, oh, I was, I got a few DMs saying I was dumb and whatever. And, you know, it's like, oh, okay, whatever. I noticed those people didn't include their top 10. So, but okay, I guess I was the idiot. But uh, I, I understand that there's passionate fans about it and they watch these fights and, and even in the comments section, the one guy's talking about Langdon and, Oh, you got Langdon beating him. Oh, Bobby smoked him. It's like, okay, I don't know what fight you're watching, but sure. But, of course, then you look and, oh, from Detroit. And, oh, yeah, well, you know, so he can't. Like, that's what I mean. It's people like that, right, that are just, they get ridiculous about it. But, uh, I don't know. The way I, I, I've always just looked at fighting. I've, and I've said it on here before. To me, I always just, most hockey fights to me are draws. Like, throwing seven, like, if you land seven and the other guy lands four, I, I'm not, okay, he won, he won. Like, no, I mean, whatever. Now, if it was four little slaps and the other guy drops seven hammers, well, okay. You know what, like, let's be reasonable here. I mean, it's the quality of shots, too. Um, You know, at the same time, if the one guy lands nine to the side of the guy's helmet, and then the one guy throws one back and breaks the guy's nose, who won the fight? I would say the guy that threw the one punch and broke the nose, because because well, here the perfect example for me this is how I look at it is of course the heavily debated Steve McLaren Scott Parker fight. Well, McLaren lands the majority of the punches, but Parker shattered McLaren's nose and he was bleeding all over. Well, Parker went to the penalty box and didn't miss a shift. McLaren missed like three weeks, but they all have people on the mat. Oh yeah, McLaren won that. That's a win to get your face smashed. And meanwhile you're landing shoulder pads inside of the headshots. well I'll take the loss then if that's a you know if, if I have to if I have to go get reconstructive surgery to pick up a win I'll take the loss thank you very much the guy because the guy who apparently lost didn't miss a shift and didn't have a mark on him uh yeah so it's just shit like that that's how I look at it the point of fighting is damage um well nowadays I don't know what the point of it is but but damage and whatever that's how i kind of looked at things so a few helmet shots or you know whatever then the other guy's landed straight on the on the f- face but he's only landing a quarter of the punches well i'd still rather get hit in the helmet than hit square in the face so yeah um but anyway i'm yapping i'm circling the drain here um yeah like i said most of the fights um that they had as losses i like i said i mostly had a, had draws i mean I mean, Laws bust, Paul Laws busted him open. Um, they had Jody Shelley winning all four of those fights when he first came up. Nah, I mean, I had maybe the loss, but a couple draws. And then the one fight was meh. Nah. Um, the Larocque fight, eh, nah, draw. Um, Nazaroff busted him open. Um, so, uh, yeah. Um, Brashear really controlled their fight. When Brashear got to Vancouver... Because um, I think it, they, they're he's on here a few times. It's like round nine, round eight. Brashear really controlled it. Like you could see, he was really tugging him around, and Probert was really, really could not have. Because most of those fights early up, early Probert, you could see he really manhandles guys, and he kind of really pushes them, especially if they're along the boards. He'll like push them up against the glass, and you could see him strength wise controlling it. And this one, you could just see Brashear just whipping him around, and. um it's Stu, uh Grimson in then one of their last fights. Stu was with LA, he con- he controlled them. Um yeah, they have him losing to Old Lion. No, nah, that was a bunch of back and forth. Um McKenzie, eh, a bunch of kind of some slap punches and again it's like I, I go back to the whole oh well Mackenzie landed eight and Probert landed three, so Jim wins. Well, yeah. I mean i not I mean I love Jim McKenzie too, but like to me that fight was just there. Just a couple guys hit each other a few times, and eh. Um, Belanger really took it to him. I know I've talked about that fight before. Oh, there's a few Provert fans that, like, Belanger, you count it. Belanger lands 17 unanswered punches to Provert, and then pulls them down. And they're like, yeah, Belanger bailed because Bobby was going to come back. And, well, okay, you know, it, yeah, sure, sure, buddy. Um... Domey in one of their last fights, uh, really landed the better punches. Uh, Warrell, Morissette dropped Probert. Um, Sandy McCarthy really got, really got him. Um, Langdon in 97. That's a really great fight. Um, I would call it a draw, but they both, Langdon did really well in that fight. He had just come up that year and did really well. Like, he was fairly new. Um, I mean, they have the, some of the coaster fights. Uh, to me, those were lame. I mean, eh, whatever, um, twist round five, eh, I guess, I mean, twist and Probert never had their really great fight, twist manhandled him a couple times, um, Probert deserved it though, because Probert actually elbowed twist right in the face, um, earlier in that game, or or the, the game before, so twist was out for, like, he wasn't gonna, he was pissed, so he got on Probert right away, um, the one twist fight, when when him and Probert are swinging around, Probert steps on a stick and falls down. So as he goes down, as he's getting up, that basically twist takes advantage. Not that I have a problem with it, but twist really takes advantage of it there. And it's like, yeah, did he win? Yeah, but it was like, eh, you know, kind of, kind of. Um The Darren McCarty fight, a eh, bunch of nothing. Simon in the playoffs took it to him. Coaster round two, yeah, it's a bunch of body shots and then nothing. Um, Tamer, everybody with the Tamer fight. I mean, Tamer kind of catch. I don't. I, that's such a weird. That's the the Chris Tamer fight with Probert. So bizarre because everybody says I went like I said. I've seen the fight a thousand times, but again, it's fresh in my mind because I watched it this morning again. Um, it's one of those things. Everybody's like, "Oh, Probert was uninterested." Probert starts it, like he he. It's a little scrum and Probert kind of grabs him and initially is throwing the first few punches and like is really into it. And then they kind of grapple along the, on the dasher and they're kind of going along and, and Probert for some reason seems to like, I don't know what it is. He lets his guard down and Tamer catches him. I mean, was it a knockout or team? No, but I mean, he puts Probert down. Now, did Probert go down easy? He might have just to get it over with. Probert looks actually really gassed. Um, which I think is probably more of what was happening, but, um, nonetheless, it's a loss. You can make all the excuses you want for Probert, but okay. Um, the McCarthy fight in 94, um, Probert started off strong cause he kind of jumped him. Although Probert was mad at him cause McCarthy had been running around a little bit the night before. Um, uh, but he gets on Sandy early, but then Sandy makes a comeback and he gives it to Probert. He's, he controls the fight and everything else. And at the end, Probert's pissed. You could tell Probert's pissed and Probert headbutts him, you know, cause he's frustrated. um, but yeah, I gotta give Sandy the win on that. Um, the Kurt Russell, or Kurt Russell, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Cam Russell fight. Um, it's hard to tell because the camera works so shitty. It's like along the glass. You see people stand up. You can't see it. You see Russell's kind of arm going a little bit, but, um, yeah, you can't really tell. Uh, Grimson again when Stew's with Anaheim, he kind of controls it. Um, they have Domi, the first fight with Probert and Domi ever, the round one fight when Domi cuts him as a win for Domi. I, I have never seen that. To me, Probert, Probert, Domi's coming up short. I mean, obviously he hit lands a couple because Probert was cut, but to me, Probert wins that fight too. Like, I mean, he's, he's all over Domi. Um, I'm give, actually, I would give Bob the win in that fight. Um, the Troy Crowder fights, obviously the first fight with Crowder. Um, yeah, Crowder's all over him without a doubt. Um, the only thing that's always ever bugged me about that fight is, of course, Probert's jersey gets over and he gets caught in his jersey actually, and that's where Crowder cuts him below the eye. But once kind of Probert gets out of it and he's kind of, because you know how he does it, right? He gets out of his shit, and, and that's when he starts really going. Well, the refs get in there right away. So it, it, I've always wondered how that fight would have went if the refs had stayed out of it. That would have been interesting. I'm not saying Probert would have come back and won. I'm just saying it would have been interesting to see how it how it it all played out um I would definitely give Probert the 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 win in their rematch and then of course they fought again and Crowder kind of jumped him in the third fight um and again Probert kind of gets going but Crowder definitely lands the best shot right when Probert comes out of like his shirt everything Crowder really cracks him with a right hard didn't go down but he hits him hard um I would give Crowder kind of jumped him and all that but you know, I would give Crowder probably the win on points in the in the third fight. Um, Chikrin, I would definitely give Chikrin the, the win in their fight. Uh, Dave Brown, somebody's got Brown the first time they fought when Brown was in Philly. Yeah, that fight was a bunch of nothing. Um, Miller in 87. You know who went, I mean, the only people that are giving Jay the win in this, I think people are listening to the announcers, of course goofy Sanderson and oh you gotta give that one to Jay you know like no you don't I mean Miller's trying and he's throwing punches but he you watch those punches are coming up short or they're little fluff bombs like he's not hitting Probert with anything he's active but his like obviously his 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 arm is getting tied up because he's coming up short in a whole bunch of those punches and it's like but the announce of course the Bruins announcers they're just like they're fucking Sanderson was embarrassing god those guys are brutal um, but no, I would not give Miller the win. Um, Semenko, well, this one's always weird. It's when Semenko's in Toronto and he kind of jumps Probert. But he's he's kind of giving it to Probert. And then same thing, as soon as Probert gets out of his jersey and starts kind of making a comeback, of all people, Gerard Gallant jumps in. It's like, what did you jump in for? Probert's starting to make a comeback. So, I mean, I don't know. That, Semenko started strong, but I don't know what Gallant, I never understood why Gallant jumped in. I don't know. Um, their first fight with Baruby, um, I think Ber- I think Pro- Baruby breaks Probert's nose. I mean, Probert landed the more punches, but Baruby got the best punch in. So I could see that because that goes back to my McLaren Parker theory. Um, Baruby in round three did really well with Probert too. Then um, of course he had the Ewan knockout. I, they got the Clark Wendell Clark fight in their first fight than they ever in uh, from '86. I don't, it, it's, it's literally, it, um, I time, it's literally nine seconds and Clark lands two punches. Well, uh, I guess, I mean, well, Clark's two to nothing. He won. Well, I, I guess, but I mean, I, I wouldn't even have freaking given him fighting penalties. I mean, I don't know what, whatever. Kurt Fraser, um, same thing. Shit. It's hard to tell. Fraser looks like he's kind of dominating, but it's that's along the... You can't see it. It's along the boards. All you see is, like, kind of Fraser's arm going up and down and whatever. So, I, who knows? I mean, I guess so. Unless someone has another angle. Um, and then Brian Curran, the first one. Yeah, I mean, Curran lands, like, four or five punches and then pulls Probert down. So, it's like, kind of was over before it got going. But, anyway, I don't know. Like, I added them all up. Basically, I found 20 there. Um, that was just what was... Like I said, that was just what uh, Rob had listed. Um, I didn't go, obviously go and look at all of Probert's 300 NHL fights and break them all down. Uh, I didn't have that much time, but uh, nonetheless, it was sort of a, it was an interesting look. Um, so again, it's one of those things. Fifty? He never had 50 losses. No, he didn't. Um, but he did have some. To uh, so the one guy who said he didn't have any more than three, well, he had more than three. Um, but as was brought up, well, how many of his wins? It'd be interesting to go back. I would think more of his wins were probably draws, like uh, going by my opinion. But it would be interesting because I have these as some- a couple of them were like lost. I give him the win. Like I completely went the other way on some of these. So it'd be interesting to go back and look at his wins and like, Maybe I'd give him the loss, you know. I mean, who knows, right? I mean, I'm not going to do it, but it's because I really don't care that that much. But it was an interesting look, and I really, I really appreciate Rob um, for taking the time to to break that because he's done a couple of these. He's done Baumgartner, Day Brown, and whatever. And I'll look into these as the weeks go on. But I, I appreciate him for taking the time to do it. Um, but yeah, again, though, it's as it was brought up as Chris was mentioning too. You just think of. Near 300 fights for Probert in his career, and, and really, we're discussing, uh, we're debating between 50, 20 and 50 losses in over 300 fights. Unbelievable when you think about it, and it's like, you know what I mean? It's just like how good, how good was he, man? Uh, unbelievable. And um I'd like, I'd really like to go through Boogard's too. I'm going to do that at some point when I have some time. I'm going to go through Boogard's, Boogard's boo guards entire fights in the NHL and I just uh just kind of using my scoring system I'm not going to use I'm not going to go by the drop your gloves record I'll compare the two at the end but I'm just going to kind of come up with my own and we'll I'll see see how close I am but yeah but Probert for all that time and like and like uh Steve said I was surprised too because Probert was not a wrestler like he would you know he'd, he'd jockey for position as they would say and you know, whatever, and, and you know, pick his spots or maybe let the guy throw a few and then get set up and whatever. But often enough, it wasn't like he was hugging guys. Like, no, he was wide open. So, and he would eat shots and, I mean, what a chin and just what a career. And, uh, you know, like I said, and I mean, I understand some people aren't Probert fans. That's fine. I'm not trying to, for those listening that aren't Probert fans, I'm not trying to convert you. Uh, you know, I've just... I mean, at the end of the day, if you call yourself a fight fan, how how you would have anything bad to say about Bob Rovert is beyond me. I don't know, unless he beat up your favorite guy or something, or you hate the Red Wings or whatever, which, okay, I guess. But, I don't know, to me, I still find that eye-rolling. I mean, I, I, I always say, like, with Brashear, I mean, I get why people don't like him, okay, sure. But, you know... I, you got to give the devil his due, right? It's the same thing. Even if you don't like Probert, it's like, well, you can hate him all you want. But the proof's in the pudding, right? So, yeah, I mean, end of the day, I mean, we're talking between whatever you want to call it, between 20 and 50 losses out of, like, 300 fights. And that's not including Junior in the American League. So probably 400 fights. Like, I mean, he might, he, he might a lot Obviously, I would assume he lost some fights in junior in the American League. I haven't seen all of that stuff, obviously. But um, it's a real shame that more Probert's junior stuff isn't out there. But, um, you know, so obviously he would have lost more than that going back then as a kid. But um, but just overall, you, you know he won more than he lost, though. We'll put it that way. So what a career. And, uh, yeah, it's, and I always say any time uh, you have to go down a, a Bob Probert uh, rabbit hole, it's never a bad thing. All right, uh, well, uh, we had to make it short. We're almost at, well, at the 50 minute mark. Well, that's kind of shorter than usual. Um, anyway, guys, that that's about it. The last thing I wanted to brought up, I always do my my week on the internet and what have you. Um, and it's usually always about someone in a fight group or, you know, someone someone acting goofy or wh- whatever and, uh, and that type of thing. But, uh, no, actually, um, I wasn't going to talk about this, I wasn't going to bring it up, but, um, the more I thought about it I just kind of i got I, the more I got irritated by it and um and and the thing is it's happened before so if it had never happened before I probably wouldn't have brought it up but um you know and I, and I hate giving this guy any more publicity than uh, i know he that's what he looks for and attention and everything else but um yeah unfortunately uh, uh you know when i when I did the minor league mayhem tournament and when I've done these tournaments, Um, as I said, for those that aren't aware, again, I was telling you at the start, the 64-man bracket, we all vote, whatever. Um, I have done ones I've called the Bob Probert Classic, where it's, you know, all the ex-NHL guys and whatever. And I've done six of those. I've done a bunch of power forward tournaments. I've done, again, well, this is the sixth minor league one. I've done a couple UK ones, um, you know. So, overall, I mean, I've probably done about 20, 25 of these voting tournaments. Um, and, I mean, I've had fans... Every year, because it's always kind of been the running joke, they'll, where's so-and-so, where's this guy, where's that guy? Everybody complaining about who's where and whatever. I mean, I will say this. When I when I make these brackets, it's not some personal crusade for me. I am just picking 64 guys. Obviously, when you're doing a, a, a the, an NHL one or something, you're going to have Twist and Koser and McH- like, obviously. there, But there's, you know, there's... There's, I always like to rotate and try to change it up because uh, again, you could make these brackets two, three hundred man brackets, and there's always going to be somebody missing. Um, you know, so, and it's never a personal thing or whatever. It's just it's, I put out these brackets. So with the minor league ones, again, same thing. Every year, this is the sixth year I've done it. I've tried to change it up as much as I can. Again, you're you know and try to give it and whoever wins I let I sit them out for a year so someone else can wins so we have a different guy and you know and just stuff like that and it's just like I basically take a piece of paper like this my little notebook I write down one through 64 and write all the names out and then the computer picks them like it's a computer generated number thing on google and that's I match the number up with the number that I wrote down the thing blah 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 there's a facebook reel if you want to watch me do it um yeah, and that's it. And I asked a couple of people, "Who do you think?" I try to get some newer. So we got Travis Howe and Alex Gallant, and a couple Chase Tippen is in this one. That's his first time being in this, and and stuff like that. And I tried to, um, you know, uh, you know, Justin sort of Grant McNeil. I believe this is his, for Amesbury. I believe this is his first first one. Um, you know, Robin Big Snake. I tried to like add new guys and whatever, right? Um, so when I put the, I always put the bracket up and I hashtag minor league mayhem. I said, tune into the episode where uh, Jay and Alec and I break down the first round matchups. I wrote, it's a t- this is on Facebook on my page, tough bracket, tough to make going, and it's going to be tough to vote. Could have made a three hundred man bracket and missed guys. Nothing personal. Just trying to change it up as always. Last year's champ was, was big was Big Mac. He's not in this year's tournament. Hope everyone votes and comments. Please keep it respectful. It's all fun to create conversation. Thanks. That's all I put. Um, and like I said, in all the years that I've done these tournaments, I have I've I've had fans complain and whatever, and I've had ex players say, "Oh, that guy should be in it" or whatever. I have never had a player. Bitch to me that he wasn't in the tournament until this year, and and not only did he bitch, but he got personal, and uh, yeah, and uh, and I didn't appreciate it, and I have no under, I have no clue. Like, if, did you not read what I put? I rotate different guys every year, and this particular individual has been in all of them. He was in the last five tournaments. So I don't I don't know what you're complaining about. Um, but it was none other of course Sean McMorrell has to complain. Cuz you know of course. So his brother-in-law writes underneath no McMorrell which I didn't reply to. I didn't see it. I didn't re- I was at work, so I didn't reply. But Sean replies uh no he left me out. I guess the haterade machine is staying at Darren's house. Then he keeps going on. Old boy's club even exists in podcast land. I will make sure to bring this up at the sports conference on Friday when asked about the journey. What are you talking about? So you proceed to after that. And I responded and with, the, I change it up every year. It's nothing personal. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know why you're acting like this is some grand conspiracy. You were in the last, you've been in every one of them. And then, oh, okay. And then right away. But then he starts the old boys club again. So I'm racist for not having you in. So, okay. And then Alec chimed in with the same thing. Like, no, he changes it up every year, whatever. Then you call him malicious or whatever. And he's a racist too. And and for an hour, you went on a little hissy. You had a little hissy fit. That we didn't, I didn't include you in a fantasy hockey tournament and it was racism and whatever else you were babbling about. You made no sense. So I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about, but you're embarrassing yourself right now, which you respond to, oh, say that to my face. Really? What is this kindergarten? Say it to your face. Okay, like I said, well, if Ice Force is ever in Edmonton again, Sean, I'll see you there and I'll say it to your face. I don't know what I'm saying because I didn't say anything, but you seem to have this this delusion that we were calling we were calling you names or say, making racials. I, I have no idea what you think I said. I, I All I did was put a fantasy bracket up and you somehow t- turned that around to me being a racist. Oh, okay. And, but, and you were going to discuss it at your conference there as part of your journey. Oh, all right. And then you started telling me that, oh, you could help me with things and you're a motivational speaker if I need help. I, and, and, oh, and we, we hated your success. That was the other one. Alec and I hate your success. Again, what are you talking about? Seriously, dude. How delusional are you? What are you doing? And the only thing, Normally I I and this is the second time you've called me racist. In your process, way back when, when last year, when Alec did the episode on the Panarin Suban incident, that he posted, Oh yeah, I'm gonna be talking about this tomorrow on my show, which you immediately, of course, get a hold of him. I need to be on your show, I need to talk about that. And Alec was like, Well, I already recorded it, don't worry about it. And you got all mad about that because he didn't include you. The sheriff isn't included. You proceeded to go on your show when you were interviewing Jean-Luc Grandpierre and talk about the 30-year-old white guy in Florida that has no business talking about this. You didn't even listen to the episode. That's the most. That's the most asinine thing of of the whole thing. You didn't even. And I told you that in the private message when I sent it to you. I said you didn't even listen to the episode. Why are you commenting on it? You didn't even listen to it. The ironic thing is you, you did exactly what Alex said people do in the episode. That's the funny thing. And then you called me a racist. Oh, you should, you guys can't be talking about that. You're racist. That's what your comment was. Your reply to me was, What? I'm like, I just said you didn't listen to the episode. So how can you even comment on it? Oh, you're racist. What? Okay. I'm racist. Am I? So I think that's what bothers me the most is just your flippant attitude of throwing out the race card. Like we're all racists or something. We're against Sean McMorrow and his success. What are you talking about? I pay no attention to you. I hate to break it to you. I don't pay any attention to you. I don't care. Good for you. Rock on, man. I don't care. And then all and I'm like, well, I'll say it to your face then. Nah, oh, yeah, sure, yeah. You're scary and all the. Oh, okay. I get. I'm scary. Like I, I don't know what you're trying to do. If you're trying to generate some. You know, what are we going to be, the, the semi-main event at Ice Wars? Like, don't worry, Sean, I know you can kick my ass. I'm not saying I'm going to win. Uh, I, w- I would win. I know that. Um, you know, you, oh, you got me. You, you can kick the fat boy's ass. Right on. Okay. I, I, again, I say it to your face. Once again, I don't I don't know what I said. I didn't say anything, but okay. Whatever. If it's ever an event again, I will gladly discuss it with you wherever you want to discuss it. Okay, whatever. But you, so you, the thing is though, you come on my Facebook page on social media for everyone to read and openly say I'm a racist. That's where I have the issue with you. That's a pretty, you know, you're not just called, oh, Hey, jerk, you know, or whatever. Hey, dummy. Why aren't I, you know, you're not, Oh no, a racist. That's a pretty heavy, that's pretty heavy to just flippantly throw around like that. And I've noticed you like to do that. As soon as something doesn't go Sean's way, you were racist. Everyone's a racist or against you or a hater. Or you hate your success or they're jealous of your success. Or what are you talking about? You've created some world that I have no idea what your deal is. I, I, I have no idea. I don't know what fantasy land you live in, but okay. No one's hating on you or believe me, no one's... I'm not... Alec and I aren't paying attention to you. I hate to break it to you, but we're not. Sorry. Maybe we're the only ones, I guess. But whatever, I don't care. Good for you. Go do your show. Our shows don't compete. We do different shows. Okay, so so I don't know where all this hostility came. And the thing is, is like I was bringing it up, and you're, and I said, well, you can beat my ass in Edmonton, then. Oh, there wouldn't be a fight. I'm a, I'm Mister Nice. The sheriff doesn't fight. Oh, that's another thing. Stop referring to yourself in the third person. That's embarrassing. And stop liking your own Facebook page uh, post too. That's that's another one. But it's like, okay, so you went from being a racist, to now there's not. You're gonna say it to my face, but I'm a nice guy, and on and on. What? What is this? Every, you keep changing the goal. You're moving the goalposts here. First you're mad, then we're racist, then we're this, then you're a nice guy. Then I just want to help you guys. What? I don't know what. No, I, I had, ha, I had people sending me DMs saying, "What is this guy talking? What's McMorro talking about?" I said, "I your guess is as good as mine. I have no idea. What you see here is, that's it. And I sent you a text privately. I said, what are you doing? I said, if you have a problem, text me. We can talk about it in text or give me a call. But you didn't reply. So whatever. So you want to grandstand, I guess, and and let everybody, for whatever, I don't know why, because you're looking completely foolish. You're arguing with yourself and calling people racists. And I don't know what you're talking about. That's at the end of the day, dude, I don't know what you're talking about. And then after it's all said and done, after your hour-long tirade about us mani- being manipulators and racists and everything else, you oh let's just erase all this back and forth. And I wish you guys well. Oh, okay. So you're gonna an hour ago you were calling us racists. Now we're good guys, and oh it's it's all water under the bridge. Yeah, it don't work like that, man. Not in my world. So, and you know what? You, oh, I'm a nice guy. No, you're not. You're not. I will say this right now. You're phonier than a $3 bill. All right. That's twice now you've called me a racist for no reason. I have no idea where this comes from. You go on and on about how I hate your success or whatever. I have no idea what that means. I've been, I've, I, 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 gave, I gave you a platform. I helped you when you started. I, why would I be hating your success? I, what are you talking about? Alec and I have never said anything about your show to anyone. I've never gone out on my show and shit on it. I've never shit on it and pro- on. I've never in your comment section. I have never said anything about your show. I've never hated on it. What What are you talking about? But I know you've hated on our shows. I know your little. Pa- I've seen the videos. Your little passive aggressive digs at us. At least, the, at least with the sheriff podcast, we don't need a network. We don't need this. We're not like those guys. I know who you're talking about. I'm, I've I've heard from guests that have told me, "Why did you go on his show? My show's better." I know. I've seen the text messages, dude. Whatever. I've I've never said anything to you about it. I don't. Whatever. I. If you want to be a high school girl drama and send little notes to people and why are you going on his show? You should be on my show and, and literally get mad at him over it. Why, man? Why? Don't act like it didn't happen. I've seen it. It's happened multiple times. I've seen it. I've been told. I mean, whatever. I don't get it, though. I, what did we do to you? Why are you trying to, you know... Are you that insecure, man? Come on. Really? Really? The podcast world is big enough for all of us. No one's trying to put you down or keep you down. You you do you. We're over here doing... Well, Alex doesn't have a show anymore. I'm doing my show. You can do your show. You go knock yourself out. No one's hating on you. And you. I mean, if that's some motivation thing that you use, okay, whatever. But leave me out of it. So, anyway, folks, I've yapped long enough that, you know... Um, I hated to bring it, I know you love attention, but, and I'm, and I hated to bring it to you, but, um, yeah, it was just really disappointing, and, uh, and upsetting, to be honest, like, I mean, to be called a racist on, like, social media all over, um, you know, by an ex-player that, uh, you know, has a, uh, a fairly large platform was, uh, a little disappointing, um, for no reason, at the end of the day, you were mad because you weren't in a you weren't included in a fantasy fight tournament for the first time in six years, and so that made me a racist. That's what it came down to. You know how pathetic that sounds, exactly. So, so that's it. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to forget about that. And um, yeah, so you know what? I, I saved every I saved both of us a lot of time and and whatever. I just blocked you. I don't want to, I don't want to see your shit in my timeline anymore. I don't want to, I don't care. I don't go, you go do you knock yourself out. Good luck to you. I hope your show does well. I hope you get, you know, uh, wherever you're trying to go. Um, whatever the Sean and friends hour. I mean, you know, go ahead. I'm going to be over here just doing my show, talking about talking to my friends and fellow fight fans and, And uh, enjoying it as a hobby. Um, I I know you've told me that this is like your resume and you're just trying to. And that's great that you want to make steps and and, and try to get to wherever you want to go to Sportsnet or TSN or whatever. Good luck to you. Um, That's not why I'm doing this. Um, So we obviously have different goals with our podcasts. And that's cool. You know, whatever. But no one's trying to shit on you or knock your show down or anything. So I don't know what war you're waging but or and against who, but whatever. But uh, that like again, that's my only advice to you. Um, anytime maybe someone disagrees with you or doesn't include you, um, you know, maybe find out the reasons why instead of immediately just going to the race card and they're racist, and they're trying to hold me down and they hate the success I'm having. No, <laughs> that's not it. And for you to, like I said, for you to kind of flippantly just throw that around, like it's not a, and then at the end, ah, you know, whatever, let's just get on with things. No hard feelings, fellas. Yeah, there are hard feelings. You called me a racist. Twice. On social media. Yeah, so, no, I'm done with you. I, I don't feel like talking to you anymore. I don't want to have any communication with you. I tried to communicate with you. You didn't want to return my text or give me a call to discuss this like adults. So, we're done. We're done. I don't want to talk to you anymore. And if I see you at Edmonton, whatever. If you have some big issue with me, I'm not hard to find. Come find me. But I don't want to talk to you. I want nothing to do with you. I don't want to talk to your brother-in-law. So stay away from me. I don't. But unless you want to go talk about it somewhere, I'm all ears. And I will discuss it with you. Fine. But I'm not going to seek you out because I have nothing to say to you. So And I don't want to hear from you. So whatever. You go do you. I'm going to be over here. And uh, sorry, folks. I hate to... to uh, this this friggin drama bullshit and I hate, it's like high school, you know like we're a little bunch of teenage girls giggling and laughing and talking in the in the bathroom behind people's backs nah, eh. no that ain't my thing, but I just wanted to address it because like I said, I didn't appreciate being called a racist on social media for a second time um, and uh, yeah stupid stupidity, but uh yeah, that's that. So sorry folks to bring that up, but uh, I just wanted to address it at the end here. And, uh, yeah, that's it. That is the last I will talk about it. So, uh, anyway, guys, I got to wrap up and, uh, get ready for my interview here, but, uh, thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoy it. Remember, get out and vote fourth line voice on Facebook, get out and vote, uh, on the sixth annual minor league mayhem tournament, leave some comments. Let's have a good discussion and enjoy it. And, um, uh, We'll be back here on Wednesday. Thanks, guys. And you people that don't like fighting, how many of you did you walk out and get a coffee while that was on?